0: Welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast. Helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International.
1: Well, welcome back to the podcast. Richard, it's always a pleasure. Well, thank you. It's fun doing these podcasts. Yeah, we've been enjoying it. I sure uh, enjoyed the feedback
0: up. we've gotten from folks, too. Just we Absolutely. keep hearing of, of uh, listeners who are passing these podcasts on to people that they think will will be helped by them. And,
1: yeah, and, w- and one of the biggest things that uh, you as a listener can do is uh, give leave us some feedback on uh, Apple Podcast.
0: Uh, yeah. Rate us. And share uh, share uh, if you've got, if you hear podcasts that, blesses you, maybe put that on your Twitter or Facebook page, just th- let people know about it so that uh, more people can benefit as well.
1: Yeah. And that, that helps us and helps you help you help us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Richard, um, when we think about leadership, we tend to think about what we do when we arrive yeah. and and leading an organization or whatever it is in the time that we're there. Uh, but you suggest that one of the most important things that leaders do is to leave. And so what do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, that's,
0: that, it's sort of counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, we, we think that what we do best is arrive and we come as a savior and a, a knight in white armor to rescue this, uh, struggling organization. And it's all about hitting the ground running and, uh, making a difference and so on, inspiring optimism and hope. But, um, to, to truly lead well, you also have to know when to leave. And people leaders often get that one wrong. And there's, a, there's several reasons why it's important. One is you can undo years of good work by not leaving when you should. Mm-hmm. I've known leaders who came to an organization and turned it around, grew it, built up a momentum, built a great staff, a great team. And for years, they were just flying high. But then at a certain point, that leader gets stale that leader loses their passion. They lose their vision. Uh, maybe they're just getting older. They don't have the energy, the stamina anymore. They're distracted. Maybe they've got other priorities now in their life, but but they hold on to their position. And it's time to move on and let the next generation take over and move to another level. But oftentimes, leaders don't leave when they should. And so what happens is they enter the organization enters into a decline and things start unraveling. And all the work that and success they had starts to unravel. They start losing their best team players because uh, they realize, well, this guy's not leaving and things aren't changing. Uh, it's, it's better to move on to an organization that's moving into the future. And uh, profits start to decline because now they used to be innovative in their sales techniques and their approach and their product, but now they're falling behind. And so for any number of reasons, uh one of the main reasons you need to leave at the right time is so that you 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 don't undo all the success you've had. Yeah. You know, when you leave poorly, you also burn bridges. Uh, you know if you if you leave at the right time and you leave at the height of an organization, you get great references on your resume. People when they're checking back with former employers, uh, all your former employers say we wish we still had him. When he when he left, it was we were in our heyday. It was a I've had people say, even in places I've led, it was it was our Camelot years where things were so good and, and better as they say about preachers, it's better to leave people longing rather than loathing. Uh, you know, in other words, keep your sermon to a length where people are sad to see you stop. They they long for more because it's so good. But if you preach for too long. They start loathing the fact that you're taking too much of their time, and so don't burn bridges. Uh, Leave well, walk, and even though you, because what happens a lot of times you get another job offer, and so you think, well, I don't care about these guys. I don't need them anymore. I've got a better job now anyway. I'm moving on. Don't leave that way. Uh, Leave well, so that uh, not that you ever have to go back there, and not just so you get a good reference, but that you have a track record over time of leaving places that are always sorry to see you go. And uh and kind of just with that, uh I think you also represent Christ if you're a Christian and you don't want people to be, to be glad the Christian guy left because of how yeah. poorly he left. You you want to you want to reflect well on Christ and and Christian workers and leaders by being the kind of person that cares right to the end for the people you're around even though you know you're leaving. Uh, you you put in your your best effort right till your last day at the job, and you walk away having done everything that God wanted for you to do there. And uh, if you if you leave and you lead that way, over time you're going to build a tremendous track record of success and blessing. And people missing you when you left
1: yeah and I think a lot of people leave long before they you know stop yeah
0: they, they still are coming in and collecting a paycheck but they yeah, left but some time they ago. Out a long time ago exactly
1: yeah so so what are the ways uh, some ways that in which leaders can leave well
0: well uh, there's several things very practically one is just just go into any new job with the awareness it's not about you and your career it's about the organization. Mm. If you're if you if you're using an organization just to build your career or build your retirement, uh, just be a stepping stone to the next better job you can get, then uh, you're not going to be uh, relating well to your organization. Understand, when if God puts you in that job, he expects you to be a blessing. He expects you to leave it better than how you found it. Uh, and so uh, go in there, not selfishly. If you're selfish about it, you'll walk away. And you may leave the organization in a lurch. You may leave at a time that leaves the organization very vulnerable. Uh, I think for the most part, whenever I've left an organization, I've left it in good hands with people that could take uh, it forward. Uh, I didn't leave it in a lurch where they uh, left all kinds of balls in the air that no one could could keep up there. Uh, and so think about the organization. Realize that... Uh, also, that God was there before you arrived, and he'll be there after you leave. It's not about you. Especially pastors struggle with this at times. They they arrive at a new place and act as if God wasn't there before they got there. And so it's all about them. And But realize that, no, God was working there before you got there, and he'll still be working there after you leave. So while you're there, while you're present, just have a sense of that, that you're you're a servant of God, and you're there to accomplish God's purposes there. And then, then also remember that people are eternal, organizations are not. And so it, it, it is about people. And so w- when God puts you in an organization, you may work there for five years. Well, in those five years, you're going to touch a number of people. And it may be that those five years, it was not primarily in God's eyes so that you could build a stepping stone for the next level you go to in your career. It may mean that there were some people there that God wanted you to impact for eternity, and you had five years to do it. And so uh, impact those people while you're there. And sometimes you can undo everything by the way you leave. You might have let people know you're a Christian, you're working at this company, and then you leave suddenly, abruptly, uh, with a bad taste in your mouth, maybe accusing the boss of whatever. And, and the other employees say, wow, that guy said he was a Christian, but he left in such an ugly way. Uh, and so you want to you leave a great impression on people and so be careful how you leave. Uh, now, a couple of things very practically as well to say about that. One is leave on time. That is, you, there's, there are times you can leave too soon. And I've known people who came to an organization and uh, things weren't changing right away, they're, they were hitting some roadblocks, which is typical when you're trying to change some things for good. And I've seen some people come to organizations and, and they're not getting the change as quickly as they would like. But, but for people who are observing, you can see that there are shifts happening. People's attitudes are changing. There are some new possibilities. There is some new excitement and interest. But for some leaders, they just get impatient and they, and they leave before the change w- would have really taken place. I've seen pastors do that. I, I feel like the harvest was not far away, but they left because they got frustrated. And so sometimes we just leave too soon. And because we leave so soon, we never see the impact that could have been there. Sometimes we leave too late. And as I've kind of described that already, where uh, maybe the leader for years had a lot of success, and then if he had just left at this point, and and oftentimes if you watch a if you graph the maybe the growth of an organization or the profits, uh, you can see it going up, 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 and then at a certain point it starts tapering off, it starts to flatline, and then it starts to decline. And when when things start tapering off, that's typically a time for the leader to either have a huge uh, uh, change personally where they, they ask God, help me to grow to be a, a, a greater leader so I can continue to lead this organization forward, or they need to move on and get their next assignment. And, and, and you can see it on a graph uh, that basically the moment that an organization starts to flatline, that's about the time that the leader hit the ceiling as well. That's as far yeah. as the kind of leader they are, they'll never take it further unless they grow. So they either need to grow or go. And uh, a lot of guys, though, don't do either. They just stay the same leader they are, and it, it harms their organization. So sense of timing, we've talked about this before, marks the great leaders. They, they have a perfect sense of timing. They, they leave at just the right time uh, where things are up, things are go- going well. I've, I've always thought it's far better to leave an organization when things are going well than when they're going poorly. If, if you wait until things are going poorly... Uh, well, then you've waited too long. Mm. You should have left sooner. Uh, and f- I'm just grateful to God that every time I've left a place, things have been going well when I left. And people shook their heads and said, well, why are you leaving? Everything's going well. And yeah. I'd say, well, that, that's the that's perfect time to leave. Uh, I'd hate to leave when things are poorly, and now the ship's sinking, and now I'm getting in a lifeboat and getting out. Uh, I'd rather everything's just sailing full steam ahead, and I'm saying, all right, let me hand this off to the next leader and I'm going to go on to my next assignment. Yeah, um, I'd say leave with dignity. I've seen some people leave, and they were sniping away at management. They were complaining about coworkers, and you know, you, a lot of that you just don't have to do. I mean, maybe things are bad. Maybe your boss has not been treated you like you deserve, but but it, it just doesn't do any good to badmouth them. You're leaving anyway. Uh, and so unless you can actually affect change, unless you can actually sit down and say, hey, I'm leaving, here's some things that you might just consider. I mean, there might be a place for that. But when you're just bad-mouthing people, you're leaving and throwing people under the bus and blaming them for your lack of success, that rarely accomplishes anything of good. It just, it just looks poorly on you. Just leave with dignity. Leave speaking well of people. That, that, that way you don't burn the bridge, for one thing. You never know when you might need those people again. And it, it just doesn't do any good to leave in an ugly spirit. And I've seen people do that. I've seen people that came back to the office after hours just to pack up and leave. And the next day, their, their co-workers realized, well, hey, he's gone. He didn't even say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, You, you know, we, we worked together for five years, and that's how he's leaving. Uh, And I, I could tell you lots of horror stories of people that just led poorly. And everybody thought, huh. I thought he was my friend. He never even said goodbye. I, I guess we weren't nearly as close or I misjudged him. There, there's just a way to leave that blesses people. And I and I would say, believe, have the goal when you leave of leaving a place better than how you found it. Uh, yeah. I actually, every time I left a place, I actually wrote a, a summary. And I did this not just so much to, to blow my own horn, but really I tried to look at the activity of God. And so I would say, okay, when I got here, the church was in this, or, or the organization was in this kind of debt, and this. the organization had these problems. It, the organization had this attendance. It had this level of funds. When I left, it had this much staff. It had this much assets. It had paid off all of its indebtedness, and and I would say, and here's what God's done in the time I've been here, and in every case, I could look and see, say, when I showed up, here's what was handed to me, and when my successor showed up, here's what I handed to them. And my goal was always to hand far more to my successor than was handed to me, hmm. to grow things to a place. When I came to the church, uh, I was the only staff person. When I left, there were several staff people. Uh, when I came, there was this much debt. When I left, there was no debt. And there's, there was this money in the bank and so on. And so no matter what it is, if you're at whatever level you lead, uh, is it more organized? Is it more efficient? Is there better morale? Uh, Are people better trained? Whatever you've been given responsibility for, just make it your habit and your track record that everything you leave, you leave better than how you found it. And if you just build a track record like that, um, then you're going to end up uh, being invited to serve many places because you have a reputation of making whatever you do better. Um, one, one last thing just to say maybe before the break is just seek to, su- to bless, uh, your successor. And that is, uh, you know, I see some people that when they leave, they, th- there's a certain pride if, uh, well, the guy who took my place didn't do things just like I did, or they shut down something I started. Uh, or maybe it's just our ego. We're afraid people will like the next person more than, than they liked us. Yeah. And so we have a tendency to, um, kind of want to bad mouth and, and sort of sit in our armchair and critique who took your place. Uh, I discourage you. Don't do that. That's that's called leaving poorly. Uh, learn to just to to maybe bite your tongue. I mean, there may be something that's just really incredibly wrong or illegal or immoral. You can you can uh, denounce that, but if it's just a difference in style, a difference in approach, you know, my attitude was if God wanted the exact same kind of leadership that I gave, God would have just left me there. Mm. Obviously, God wants to change it up a little bit because He moved me away. So I don't. I wouldn't expect that God would put someone in exactly like me. He he already had me there, uh, so I'm expecting there to be some changes. And so uh, I know, for instance, when I la- I was president of a seminary for 13 years, and I was fortunate in the fact that they called my cousin to take my place, and uh, so that that made it certainly easier for me. But uh, but he's done a great job, and so I want to be his number one fan, and so I'm constantly speaking highly of him. You, you would not be able to find uh, any kind of uh, person that would say they've ever heard me speak uh, derogatorily of the person who took over from me. Just the opposite. I would say he's far surpassed me in many ways in which he's led. Uh, and, and, you know, because I do that, that president invites me back every other year to teach a leadership class. And that We co-teach it together. We yeah. have a blast. I, I'll never forget the first time I came back to teach that class uh, the, the, now the current president, uh, took me out for dinner after the session. He said, Hey, do you, do do we want to visit some more? And so we came back to where I was staying and we're visiting and and reflecting. And the next thing I know it's midnight and we've been, we got class the next morning and I'll never forget. He looked at me and he said, Richard, I'm so sorry. I've kept you up so late, but he said, you're the only person on the planet who knows what I'm going through. Mm. You led this place for 13 years. And you know exactly what I'm facing. You know what it's like. And I just needed someone I could talk to about that. And I remember being so humbled by that to say, I'm so grateful that the guy who followed me trusts me and knows I support him and believe in him, that he could actually talk my ear off saying, I, I, you're the only guy I can talk to who knows what it's like to lead this organization. And and I, I feel like that's that's the, what the, ought to be the goal of all of us. Now, sometimes people won't seek your counsel. Some people are insecure who take your place, and they may not reach out to you. I'm not saying that will always happen, but all you can do is leave well and leave in a way that affirms whoever takes your place. And I would say when someone takes your place, send them a note. Say, congratulations, you'll find those people are great to work with. Hey, just know I'll be praying for you. Or If you ever need any. A, a listening board. Uh, it's your job now. You're the boss there. But uh, hey, if you just want to bounce uh, off uh, something with me and be glad just to give whatever help I could, my goal is to make you as successful as I can now that you've taken my place. That ought to be your spirit. And I think God will honor that.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break here and then we'll wrap up.
0: Although we don't offer transcripts of the podcast... Richard writes blog posts on many of the leadership topics discussed on the show. You can find these and other resources at
1: richardblackaby.com. So Richard, before we move on to the next question, uh, any, any other practical tips for leaders to leave well? Yeah,
0: I think one or two other things, Sam, I would definitely say. One is don't leave garbage behind for the next person who takes your place. I've seen this a lot where, where leaders know there's some problems that need to be addressed, maybe some underperforming staff, maybe some issues that are just really unhealthy, but they're thinking, you know, I'm, that's going to be unpleasant and I'm, I'm moving on anyway. Uh, I'll just leave that for the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't You really appreciate those kind of people. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I mean, I had, uh, when I, I remember coming to some jobs where I, there was a stack of problems sitting on my desk, all kinds of paperwork. I had a letter addressed to an attorney threatening a lawsuit uh, if, if I didn't find the way they thought I should. And I'm thinking, here I am just new on the, the job, and right off the bat, I'm facing a lawsuit. Issues that really should have been dealt with before I ever got there. I've seen that in churches, especially where pastors have maybe a, really, uh, maybe a carnal church leader who has a lot of influence, and uh, they're afraid to confront them. Uh, They kind of control the church. It's just easier to move on to another church. And so what happens is you've got all these uh, ungodly people in church leadership, and now some young, uh, noble, uh, idealistic uh, pastor comes in who wants to just try to make the church godly, and they get eaten alive because the the leadership is now rife with godly, uncarnal, power-hungry leaders. And you'd say, well, how did that ever happen? Well, it happened because for years, former pastors, former leaders, did not address the issues. They just looked the other way. They endured it. They moved on, and uh, and so things just get worse and worse until it's just rife within the whole organization. My my goal was, uh, you can't necessarily maybe address every issue, but as, as to the best of your ability, anything that you can rectify, if you've got someone who really needs to be fired you you do the firing don't don't leave it to your successor yeah uh if you've got some uh, systems that are outdated and uh hurting the organization uh you've got some attitudes that have crept in that are not healthy as best you can address those so that when the next guy comes he can start off on level ground not already in a pit trying to dig himself out because you didn't address stuff have the courage and in some ways it's maybe easier to address things because if you're you're, gonna, you're leaving yeah. anyway you know well the worst thing they can do is have you leave sooner than you plan. but sure. um but it's a i think it's cowardice to say i'm going to just let the hey why should i dirty my hands with this i just want to leave with everyone liking me uh no cl- address the problems before you leave um and uh like i said l- try to leave at the top leave when things are going great uh and 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 that should be a sign when you look at a guy like uh, Elijah he uh he's just performed some of the greatest miracles, uh, and he's anointed two kings, he's done some incredible things, and then he has Elisha ready to take his place. Uh, Oftentimes, at the height of our success is when we're tempted to want to stay longer. Mm -hmm. And yet, yet, oftentimes in God's economy, it's right after your greatest success that God says, all right, now let's move on. And the last thing I'd say with that is, be developing leaders under you. Don't make yourself indispensable. I, I know leaders who literally do that. Uh, I've known pastors who, uh, as they're getting older and less efficient, uh, they're actually releasing longtime associates and people that could have been groomed to take their place. And they, they begin to feel threatened by them because I've got some younger guys who are now people are all looking to them. Now, now people like hearing them preach more than they like the old guy preaching. And, uh, and so we feel threatened. And we, I've known leaders who literally released all their lieutenants at a time when they should have been grooming them to take their place. Mm. And so when they leave, uh, there's nobody left to, to take over. There's no leadership, there's a leadership vacuum. And it's just a sort of a prideful way of making yourself indispensable. Uh, I knew a pastor one time who did everything and never cultivated leaders in his church. And when the, the, the pastor finally retired and left, the church was so leaderless that they couldn't even collect an offering. I mean, the, the lay people didn't even know how to organize themselves as ushers just to, to collect the pass and offering plate. Hmm. And this guy had been a pastor there for years, but he'd never raised up leaders so that when he left, everything fell apart. And sometimes leaders almost get take pride in that, that uh, uh, th- when they leave, the whole organization plummets because they just can't survive without the leader. Can I tell you that's not a sign of good leadership? Yeah. Uh, a sign of great leadership is that you can leave and things just keep charging on because you built a foundation of good leadership and good culture. Uh, I remember when I left my church, uh, it had been in disarray in when I got there. I worked hard to build up leaders. And I remember after I left, uh, I left in uh, August and in September. I had someone come back and say, or I, I called back to the associate that was helping to lead, and he, he said, now, Richard, we, we, honestly, we do miss you, but we just baptized eight people. We had a great camp. We had a great uh, services, and they, they felt kind of guilty that things were going so well after I left. I said, well, praise the Lord. I said, "That uh, that's wonderful. I I, I I spent my life there at that church trying to make it so that it would be healthy, and it wouldn't depend upon me. That's a sign of leaving Well. When things keep thriving, even after you're gone,
1: what's mm, good? Why is it that some leaders don't leave well? They
0: think it's about them. Uh, they take things personally. Uh, they focus on people instead of God's assignment. Uh, they're insecure, and uh, lots of lots of reasons. So I think we've touched on a lot of those. But uh, yeah, you know, it's but they lead out of, not out of principle, and out of character, but uh, out of what's in it for them. And they're so focused on. The next thing for them—that that they're hurrying on to their next assignment and not thinking about the stewardship of these people that God gave them for however long they led in that place.
1: Yeah, and and lastly, you've already touched on this some, but you, you talk about the importance of a track record. Yeah, you know, when I if
0: I'm hiring someone, I don't just look at where all have they served. I want to look at how they left. Were people sorry to see them go? Were things? going well when they left. Oftentimes, if you start digging deep in leaders and people who are applying for jobs with you, things were act- were in disarray. I mean, they were looking for somewhere to get out because things were such a mess. And uh, sometimes they knew they were probably going to get fired if they didn't find another job. And so when you start digging down a little bit, you realize, yeah, this guy just needs a job. Uh, everywhere he's left, people have been glad that they let- that they went. They were happy mm-hmm. to see them go. Well, if people are happy to see someone go, I don't think that I'm all that happy about having them join me. Uh, I want I want people to be in tears. In fact, when I, I tell pastor search committees, uh, when you're looking for a pastor, don't look for someone who's just applying to every church he can find to try to get another job. Go for go and find someone that is happy where they are right now, where that is loved by their people that uh, there'd be all kinds of tears if they were to leave and come become your pastor. And I don't say that heartlessly, but to say you want someone to be your pastor that would be missed by the church they're in right now. If someone's available and happy to leave where they are and happy to just dump their current assignment uh, to come work with you, then maybe you don't want to be all that excited about having them either. Find someone who's leaving well, and odds are pretty good that they'll start well when they come and work with you.
1: Oh, that's great. I think this is some very practical uh, tips for leaving well, and, and I appreciate it. Thanks. Well,
0: we can leave it at that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
0: listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.